This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to a special themed bit of culture, advertising themed. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. We have with us uh, three three of the biggest names in advertising. Uh, <laughs> in their own On which rooms. planet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have, he is, he's uh, more famous as a stand-up comedian, but he is also the creative director at a small independent advertising agency here in Malaysia called Chariot. He is Kwa Jen Han. Yes, uh, I am the biggest among the three of us in size, so I'm happy <laughs> to take that title. You're the biggest advertiser. <laughs> and uh, he, is, well, he was uh, the youngest uh, creative director in Malaysia, local creative director at Bozell. Back in the day, but he's still in communications. He is Vernon Adrian Among. G'day. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. And, okay. And just to give my credentials, uh, back in the 90s, I was in production. Uh, one of the minions who made TV commercials. Um, huh. I, 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 I made commercials here in Malaysia and also in Indonesia, directed a few along the way. And uh, so I've always had an absolute fascination for advertising so our three topics are topic number one is uh, is there a difference between the creatives and the suits topic number two is why is advertising uh life mm-hmm. at least notorious perhaps uh for being highly stressed highly toxic but highly paid and finally topic number three is how do you manipulate emotions quickly so uh jen hun mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but perhaps you should tell us first what Some do you context. Mean? Yeah, let yeah. me give the context, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, as you have rightly introduced, I, I'm I'm mostly known as a stand-up comedian. I've never had a full-time job. This uh, job in the in the agency in Chariot Agency is my first job job. So, I congratulations. I'm Thank you. I'm happy to announce my mom is no longer worrying and she is no longer disappointed. I'm welcome back into the family. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my first job. Can I just tell you that uh, when I first started advertising, they said that working in advertising was the next best job after being a piano player in an house in a whorehouse. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think Ogilvy Mather said that. Yeah, uh, I David guess, Ogilvy. I, guess, yeah. I I, rem- I remember that back. Um, well, to to get into advertising, most people study mass com, right? Mass communication. I've been told in my generation, mass com is where you go to if you if you are bad at math and science and you can't do anything else. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Uh, and yet you've landed on your feet and you're a creative director and you were talking about creatives and suits. That's right. Yeah. Within so, the agency. What are they? Okay. So I'm, uh, to add to the context, I've been a creative director for about a year and a half. So I'm still very new. I'm still, uh, that's, I'm, that's a long yeah. time to be, to have survived. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I think one of the um, advantages of me having a first time job in my 30s is that I can see, I can observe things uh, and, and with the eye that I've trained as a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know uh, what it was called in your in your time, but I've, I'm just curious, why are there so many different names for like account management? There's client servicing or their account managers or their the brand team or they're called suits and creatives are just creatives, right? The, the reason why I ask, uh, is there a divide between or why is there a divide between the creative and the suits was because um, on one of one of the accounts that I was leading, 
I approach it the way I would approach um, a performance, a performance piece or a show, which is like, hey, everybody, let's let's like like a writer's room. Let's just everybody who has ideas, even if it's half baked, it's fine, right? And one of the um, the brand team, well, the suits or servicing person, she gave an idea, and then she messaged me on the side and said, "I'm so sorry, I gave idea. I hope I hope I didn't overstep or anything," which shocked me because I'm like, why, why aren't you, why by default do you think you're not allowed to give ideas? Then I start to realize that, oh, perhaps in more traditional agencies, um, suits play a very particular function and then creative play a very particular function. There's almost no overlap, which made me realize that I don't actually truly understand what um, the other side does. Okay, can um, I jump in yeah. here? Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so the difference between suits and creatives is that the suits suit up to meet the clients, to impress them with their wonderful three-piece suits. The creatives stay in the dark rooms of the agency coming up with brilliant ideas. Okay, but a good brand team, which includes both the suits and the creatives, based on my experience in advertising, the brand team is both all people in the agency servicing the client, and it could even be media buyers because yeah. they understand how the uh, how the actual um, brand is supposed to be rolled out into the yeah. consumer market, uh, communication wise. And uh, when in my day, everybody uh, in the brainstorm would give all sorts of ideas, and the creative people would be the ones to hone it down into uh, something um, like a, a script or you know a mm. logo or a brand name or a promotional campaign, blah blah blah. But yeah. uh, ideas would come from everywhere. So I don't know how things have changed. Maybe because I've been in, I was in advertising in the 80s. And now it's like, what, is it 40 years later? Yep. So I'm an old man. Um, and so things might have changed. The terrain might have changed. P the, the departments might have become more territorial. It's really sad if that is the case because everybody should feel like they're part of a team. That's why it's called a brand team. So that's my yeah, uh, 25 cents. I think it's worth pointing out that, that the, the client servicing people the suits, as you say, uh, often have more face time with the with the client than the creatives, and in so in doing so, they can overstep their mark. They can promise things out of sheer desperation that the creatives uh, cannot do in the budget. So that's one of the reasons why the 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 client the client servicing people always have to be kept in check because otherwise they'll say yes that's brilliant and, and then we'll send we'll send the, the product to the moon yeah. uh, and then it's like well we can't do that uh, but also i think that sometimes the the client servicing people uh the sales people mm. can be on a different pay scale uh and that they can they could be getting um a finder's fee and so it's in their interest to promise far more than can be delivered I guess, yeah. I guess when, when if Suits promised something that um, ha hadn't been consulted with the rest of the team, then that is an issue, right? And but, they will. They always do. No, but yeah. the thing is, the thing is, the divide between Suits and creators should never exist. They should actually behave as one animal. I'm, I can tell you that when I first uh, started in advertising as a copywriter, and I was the first uh, employee of a creative department, um, I was made to go out and service clients so I could understand completely what suits had to undergo. Um, yes, both sides agonize over what over, the, over their roles. And this is the reason why it leads to my topic about why it's so um, highly paid as well as highly stressed and highly toxic. Um, for these reasons, that, that, that the, that the uh, actual roles are quite challenging. And we can get into that when it comes to my segment. Yeah, mm. but, but eventually... Yeah, but mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I mean, Jen Han, are you, um, have you, I mean, have you been a, a well behaved creative director in your relationships with the clients? Do, do you ever find uh, yes. that the client servicing people kicking you under the table? Like, what the hell are you saying? Um, no, not really, because uh, I, I'm naturally curious and I, I really want to understand every facet of the industry, you know, but I don't see that as um, an attitude that everyone has. You know, because because maybe like uh, you know, to to Vernon's uh, point as well, maybe we can discuss this later. Is that as uh, a big agencies break down to smaller agencies and like people wanting to have control, so they then leave and form smaller, even smaller agencies. Um, you can't afford to say no to more jobs, which end up in people being overworked, right? Correct. And maybe sometimes um, they let's say even from the suits perspective, like they may have too many accounts to handle. Yep. They don't actually have time to internalize what the brand wants to say. Now, this is, of course, in an ideal scenario because from what I also experienced, not all brands, at least, well, uh, in Malaysia, um, know what they want to be. Yes. <laughs> you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. like uh, I find it a bit uh, odd that some brands um, come to agencies sometimes and go, what can we do with our brand? But where yeah. do you want to go? You have to let us know, right? At least that, that's that, that is strange, isn't it? No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. No? Because, because no? Uh, they, okay, like somebody decides, okay, um, since uh, my family has a recipe for making this sambal, you know, um, maybe it could sell well. But in terms of like branding, you know, uh, branding involves who the targets are, what the price point is, what your distribution will be, what the living look like. Blah, 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 blah. So all those yeah. communication aspects in terms of marketing communication come into play, and therefore it's very, very, very confusing, and you don't, you may not know where to start. So this is where brand teams come into play because each part of the brand team, like whether it be the media buyer, the uh, the uh, planner, the, the 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 actual brand strategist, etc., etc., come together and they put their brains together and 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 come up with a complete brand plan that brand in, takes plan, it yeah, all the okay. way through yeah i don't know i think colonel sanders uh when he put on his white suit and started frying chicken he he knew what he was doing no, no? he knew he wanted to sell chicken but he didn't know how to sell it so it was the brand uh people who came up with finger looking good because it captured the satisfaction that uh, kentucky fried chicken could deliver but that's those are two very different examples right like one is a big brand like kfc today yep. the other one is someone who has a good recipe yeah right so i, I think I, I, I guess i get what vernon is saying in the sense that like if, if the brand is um like set enough then they kind of know where they want to head to Whereas if someone is newer, like maybe a startup or something, I guess you can call call this sambal yeah, yeah. startup. Yeah, they may not know where to go. But even like, established brands may not know where to go, depending on the uh, um, brand environment. I mean, like suddenly, you know, they see themselves being, you know, uh, their the competition. There's competition uh, uh, coming from all all sides, and which they never saw it coming from. And so that's when they'll go like, you know, what do we do next? I mean, like, you know, we thought we were here. But now that the the, the uh, landscape has changed, so what do I need to do? So this is where advertising, apart from just coming up with crazy ideas, you know, yeah. it's also about the long term strategy that is important, and yeah. this is where the teams are important. Sorry, Can I exactly. Ask, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, we're, we're, we're veering off topic, and we must move on. But yeah. I, I think that uh, what we're what we what we've established is that, like in the military, it's important to have that chain of command so that you can construct something 
without muddying the water and uh, and upsetting the client. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask uh, because uh, Vernon, you you were in advertising in the eighties, right? Yeah, eighty four onwards. Cam, you you were um, working mainly in the industry in the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah. Was there? Uh, this question is for both of you. Um, do you, was there even a divide between creatives and suits in the eighties and then the nineties? Do you see any? Do you want to answer first, Ken, or shall I? Well, I I found yes, there was absolutely, and then this new uh, production company called Axis came along, and uh, production is a completely different thing. It's not connected to the agency. And Axis came along and said, whatever your creatives have just come up with, we're just throwing it away. And this is what we think should happen. And they would override everything and come up with a completely different campaign. And the agent, the, the client would go, yeah, let's do that. And I'd make everyone very unhappy. But it would be brilliant. It would always be brilliant. And um, so... Be, okay, so you do, yeah. see, you do see a divide. Okay, Why do you- okay, can I say something here? Can I say something? I was creative director and I was involved in actually putting out the, the scripts to various production houses, okay? I had my creative teams that come up with an idea and sometimes the ideas would be, in a, in a way, not mind-blowing, okay? Um, but that was, it seemed to answer the uh, marketing brief from the client, okay? But it wasn't mind-blowing, okay? And I would actually allow for the production houses to go away the scripts and come back with something because yeah. in the execution itself, is where it might really come alive. And it's happened many times where you have a message, but it's not so much what the message is, but how the message is told. And it's not really in concept, but sometimes in execution. So like a, a new kind of like technology, like uh, computer animation, might throw it into a completely different kind of level. Yeah, of and impact. also because, yeah. because Vernon knew that we in production were actually much more creative than that. <laughs> Uh, no, you needed us to ignite you. In. We needed yeah. to give you the ignition. Without us, I hope young young Jen Hun has learned at the feet of the uh, <laughs> old timers. Uh, yeah. We must move on to topic number two, though. Uh, speaking of old timers, Vernon, uh, your topic is that uh, advertising is um, overpaid, toxic, well, over, over Yeah, overstressed, overtoxic, and overpaid. Um, and uh, it actually comes back to what Jen Hun's questions kind of like came out of um so there's this divide so there are the politics of the of the working situation etc etc right why is it all stress we're working against time we're usually working under budget we're working with people we don't like to work with we're working with clients who don't know what they want etc etc so that's where the stress comes and over toxic well it's because all these different minds are working from different points of views and we're fighting with each other most of the time. And we really need to know how to fight so that the friction causes the pearl uh, more than it grinds us down into sand. Uh, it, you know, so that's why it's overstressed and overpaid because that's what we all have to deal with. You know? And so you know, the, the, the people who run advertising agencies will know where the value is coming from and compensate the people who are delivering uh, those things that are required to move the agency and the client forward. So that is the reason why it's overtoxic, overstressed, overpaid. Are you overpaid, Jen Hun? Uh, I, 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 do we get paid in advertising? <laughs> well, if you're not getting paid and compensated in your wrong agency, you should look around. So there. <laughs> I wanted to ask, see, Vernon, you, you mentioned that brands uh, or, or like um, clients don't know what they want, right? Uh, that is something that I, I, I encounter quite a fair bit. Clients don't know what they and want. And it's their right? prerogative, so, you know, because they're supposed to just come out the product. 
and it is other people who have the the value of experience and the strategic kind of like processes. To but I feel like that is true for like say the founder of the product. But like if you are most agencies will talk to the marketing director. Well, the marketing then maybe person. they hire the wrong people. So then those people then have to look for the right agency. So that so then it's kind of like combinations. Like you can have a you can have a marketing director who has no idea of strategy. But somehow he recognizes people who can deliver on strategy and he's able to manage them to his benefit. Right. Okay. So yeah. do you think that there's this um, high stress environment uh, will ever go away? I can tell you what, the reason why you are hired as creative director. Because you come from comedy and therefore your angle, your point of view right, will always allow you to see the lighter side of things. And that will, in any stressful situation, help to lighten, you know, that stress. Yeah. See, I found, I remember uh, the, the, the highly paid thing type thing, mm-hmm. that I was always curious as to how come people in advertising took it so damn seriously. I mean, I was working on one commercial for Chicken Tonight. And we had people going around Kuala Lumpur pretending to be chickens. And I can remember the theme tune. It comes to my head yeah. every single day. And it was ridiculous. It was terrible. But, you know, arguments ensued. You know, the, the more chicken, I want him more chickeny, less chickeny. And, um, and that's what I, said. I think we're not making Citizen Kane here. Why, why are we taking this so seriously? Why are we arguing about this? And I would be joining in. Like, no, he's got to be dressed in red, you stupid advertising <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> and, and I guess you get paid to take seriously things which are not very serious? Everything is serious, um, if I may say so. It suddenly becomes very serious, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell you why it's serious, right? Because if I want red and you don't give me red, I'll need to figure out why don't you think it should be as red as I think? And to take the time to find that out so that I can entertain your dissent is stressful, you know? And for me to explain to you why my red is better than your red takes time and it's stressful. So yeah. sometimes I have to make the decision that, no, I'm the client, I'm the agency, you listen to me, this red is the red. Just yeah. let's not but argue about it. Yes, sorry, like sorry. As, as, uh, for me, as a creative, uh, like, it's not, not agency creative, but like, as, as like, uh, I'll go like, why, why, why red? Well, you know? the, the, best, the best team members are the ones who ask the questions and answer it themselves. And then it saves my energy. So like as a creative director, I would actually have people that I prefer to work with because we're on the same page. They understand, or most importantly, if I can say, they trust me. And when they trust me, then I can just move forward and they can come in my wake. So they they Uh. they can move forward in my wake. When they start to not trust me, right, and there's uncertainty, then I get a little bit like, okay, uh, what do I do? Are these people worth entertaining so that they can feel better about where they are? Uh, should I build trust? What should I do? You know. So then it adds to the things that I need to do. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm a very like uh, Vernon and I are very different types of creative directors because I can tell that he he's uh, he's a strict but loving teacher. You know, oh, whereas loving teacher. Um, my <laughs> my stance is like I love to be challenged. Uh, so do I. Like, you know, like I like it when people come and, and like off, try to offer a better solution because then you just build on something, you know. And like, uh, I agree with Vernon, man. Like, yes, it is serious, but I see every brief as bored. Like, okay, so I think by default, whenever we get a brief, and not all the time, especially in Malaysia, you get like a mind-blowing brief. 
it's always going to be sell more products during this festive season, right? Mm. Like that's that's the that's the end goal. But I always see every brief as an opportunity for fun. Oh yes, it should be. It everybody should have fun. And I always keep saying, the moment you stop having fun, stop working. You know. But, yeah, well, that, that's mm-hmm. that's what I ended up doing because Jen Han, if if you you know you sound like hey, what a great guy to work with, and then if you put me in the mix, young me, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I was arrogant and I would have been rolling my eyes. Oh, that Jen Han, he's just a stand-up comic. What the hell does he know? And and I was, I mean, just dipping into the advertising talk now just reminds me of the toxicity that I was mm. in. In and then the, what do you experience? Because because you apparently knew me in advertising before I knew you. And yeah. it was quite shocking to hear that you were in a in a creative brief, which I held. Yeah. Um, like 20 years later, you tell me this. And I'm like, in my head, I'm going like, Cam's a good friend of mine. And he's only telling me now. I must have been quite a back then. No, 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 not at all. But I was probably rolling my eyes. It's like, Vernon, what? <laughs> what he he's, an, he's, a, he's just in the agency. We're in production. Get on with it. It's, it's just, you, you, and you didn't give us the job, by the way. Ah, um, well, okay. Well, good for you. Uh, uh, so anyway, we, we must move on. Before we... Yeah, I can feel the toxicity happening. And just you. It's so bizarre because it's coming I don't. Back. Like, I don't yet, I guess. No, don't. Maybe. Don't ever. Don't so, ever. Yeah. It's only yeah, in I hindsight think, when I look back. Yeah. yeah. So don't ever. So yeah. I feel like maybe it is like so from my from from what I can tell, I think my bosses come from that environment and they are really trying to change. Uh and, but that's I I see I see that. I see that. But also I want to try to foster a, a culture of like fun or like you know, like at least I will try. I mean I'm still before, you know, like, hopefully I won't get jaded, but I still want to have fun. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I try to see, maybe because, again, as a comedian, you find you find comedy in tragedy, right? Yeah. Like, I literally have been called on the phone and yelled at by a client right after a standing ovation. Okay. And, mm. and obviously, <laughs> the client was triggered by something. Get to mm-hmm. the bottom of it. What was it triggered the client? What was it that triggered Help the client? unpack it for him. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, the client was triggered because, um, this client, um, wanted, <laughs> uh, needed to submit, you know, like, uh, her homework to her bosses. Right. And we didn't give her her homework. Yeah. So that's just, that's just, um, expectation admin stuff. Uh, well, we must move on, but I just want to point out though, that with your, uh, agency, you don't have an office, do you? We don't. Yeah. And maybe that makes a, di- mm. a difference. Yeah. You're not, you know, having Hanging to be about. in each other. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, probably worth pointing out that the agency, maybe we're about 30 people now, it is still very comfortable getting to know everyone. So I, I assume, I think when in a bigger agency, like it's harder to get to know everyone or to, to, to kind of build a, a bond on a personal level. Yeah. Actually, yes I'm, and no. Because yeah. I feel that the, the production of creative stuff, uh, you know, creative production, for mm-hmm. me, is the best way for you to know, get to know people, you know. But so, so like, so like, I, I really, really celebrate uh, theater productions, which bring people together, and mm-hmm. uh, intercultural collaborations, because it really, really, really allows you to get to know people really well. Sometimes you decide you don't like them as much as you thought you might, and sometimes you will. But you do get to a place where you know how to navigate, I guess, better. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, well, good luck with that, Jen Hun. Um, it'll all fall apart. Uncle Vernon is here if you need any advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether, yeah. after hearing all this, whether you want to come to me for advice. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone like me will come along and just, you know, just destroy everything. Well, I've, I've, I've encountered many open micers as well, Cam. Like, although I is my one and a half year in, a, in the industry, I have been a comedian for sixteen years. I have yeah. seen many arrogant comedians over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet you do not employ any stand-up comics with your agency. <laughs> like, no way is he coming in here. <laughs> Douglas Lim, no way. No way. <laughs> no way he's going to be highly paid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, we move on. And after the break, we're going to be asking how to manipulate emotions very quickly here on uh, A Bit of Culture, BFM 89.9. And we're back uh, on our advertising-themed bit of culture here with myself, Cam Rasland, Vernon Adrian Amon, and Kwa Jen Han. And now, top number three, um, how do you manipulate emotions fast? Because Are you I- asking this as a topic or like just for personal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met this person. Um, and I... Um, Quite an example. I watched back in the 90s, I was watching TV uh, and I was probably watching WWF. I was in one particular emotional headspace, which was like nothing in particular. Then this TV advert came on. I didn't know it at the time, but it was produced by, created by the late uh, Yasmin Ahmad of Leo Burnett. And it was her first Petronas um, Medeca Day ad. Yep. And it was uh, it was in black and white. It was beautifully shot. And I think the spot was called Indian Boy. Mm-hmm. Vernon, probably correct me there. Very reductionist. But then, you know, in, mm-hmm. in advertising, you work at shorthand. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was a, a man narrating how he had gone to the Medeca celebrations back in 1957 with his father. And there were images of him being washed for the day and everything it was it was was very beautiful and and then he there was a turn of a phrase you know and then he says something like my late father or my father who's no longer with us and and i was like oh my god (laughs) the emotions uh and so at the end of this i think 90 seconds i had been in the wwf frame of mind by the end of 90 seconds i'm bawling my eyes out (laughs) i had been transported in such short time (laughs) and and it, it was had profound effect upon me that to discover that we are manipulatable so fast and that emotions are very important in in advertising um there are many emotions uh out there that the advertisers can grab hold of there's fear love which is pretty much the same as fear (laughs) because you're looking joy right but i mean it, it often comes back to i think it comes back to fear because in the case of love say the milk formula Mm. Um, you you're, you love your child, you want to do the best for your child. Suddenly there's this milk formula that comes along and says, we can increase the brain size of your child. And you're thinking, oh my God, I'm a terrible parent. I've been, I, I, I'm denying my child um, a university education. I must pump it full of this, uh, this milk formula right now. Mm-hmm. And, well, okay. and I, I just feel a fear, even in Yasmin's one, the fear was there because... There was this beautiful nation, and it was it was this set of emotions. We remember it in that nostalgic way, and we're we're losing it. And that was the underlying emotion in that ad. No, no. I will say no. If I may say no, I will say no. It starts with a child, and everybody wants to be a child, and that's her first seduction. Okay, the next seduction is the ritual of the bath. Um, to some of us. 
it's not familiar, but it is familiar. So the, 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 the oil bath that the boy goes through and the talcum powder, my God, the talcum powder. The, the talcum yeah. powder. <laughs> yeah. You know, it suddenly kind of like, you know, uh, ignites nostalgia in us. So from the child of seeing a child and everybody relates to a child first and then into the ritual, right? And then into these moving into a crowd, like where are they going? They're becoming mm. part of a huge mess. And then before you know it, the son gets thrown onto the father's shoulder. Shoulders, yeah. Right? And that's a wonderful, iconic, and even archetypal moment where you stand on the shoulders of uh, no, the great people, right? And then you hear the Merdeka. And so the, sm- the slow, gradual kind of like seduction is incredible. And she mm. knew exactly how to get there and bring the whole nation with her because before that, Petronas was seen as a, as a Malay brand. But after that commercial, she transformed the country. She transformed yeah. the brand and then the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're making me feel emotional just describing it. Jen Han, um, yeah. you might remember, but older people like us can t- tell you what a TV commercial was. <laughs> What's a TV? Is it like a <laughs> did, did you ever see that? Did you see that commercial? Yes, I did actually. Okay. I know yeah. which one you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you're working with all sorts of new media and you're, wor- are you consciously working with emotion? You said you like to find the funny side, but I mean, what? Yeah. Okay, so I think I think uh, whatever Cam felt about the ad, uh, the Indian boy ad, right? I think it is your interpretation that where you feel like, oh, there's an element of fear. And I think that's fair because I feel like not um, it's not enough to say advertising is about uh, emotional manipulation. I feel like every storytelling uh, venture is a manipulation, right? It's like, let's say, yep. even in, in the Agreed. context of a comedy show, you you come in and you are there yeah, you are feeling various kinds of mood right but the objective is to bring everybody and just feel one which is haha funny yep i th- i think it's it's that but it, it's same with new media so you you said that um in 90 seconds your emotions were brought from like one uh, two two very different places right mm, mm. uh i think this can also be achieved in a picture so say um, now, now a term that that uh, is always thrown around that I hear is trend jack. What was that? Trend jack on something. All right, like hijacking. hijack, yeah, hijack I, I, hijacking that. a trend, right? So it's called yeah. a trend jack. Okay. Uh, I think, um, say, uh, uh, okay, you remember like what Nando's did in the last few years? Like Nando's were yeah. always trend jack on something because yeah. something was being uh, talked about online. Very often, uh, if the subject matter is is causing people distress, like, oh, I can't believe this news, right? If you are able to find a funny side, even in a picture, or, and Nando's always just does text. It's always copy-based, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You immediately like, haha, it's so good, so funny. Nando's is funny. The feeling for, it's a very um, subconscious feeling. Yeah. You know, where like your feeling of stress has been taken away mm. And um, Nando's did it for you. Emo Jack. I think there's a, I think there's a little bit more to to that Nando's one. What is also saying is that we are local. I mean, it's not, it is actually it's a South yeah. African brand, I yeah. think. But they're saying yeah. because it, it jumps be, onto really, uh, local, local politi- things, yeah. politics, you know. Mm. Yeah. And and so we are local, and we're prepared to touch politics. Yeah. Uh, because you know a lot of students go to Nando's, so it's it's really um, it's very clever. It's it's. Yeah. It is, uh, but it is uh, um, emotional manip- manipulation, right? If, if you, you can see it that way. Like, yeah. it, yeah. it doesn't have to be a 90 seconds TVC. If I'm going to 
make an effort to get you to listen to me and trust what I'm saying, I need to manipulate your emotions. I need for you to trust me. That is uh, the manipulation of emotion. That's what con men do. I yes, mean, that's absolutely the right. dictionary okay. definition yeah. of a con man. Correct. But so I, I don't like this term of manipulation because I think uh, management. This is, this is again again me in, uh, being a naive yeah. uh, new the world's oldest advertising intern, right? <laughs> I think it is about bringing someone on an emotional journey. Yes, correct. You know, it's it's yes. Uh, you can call it manipulation. You can also say it's a journey, right? Yeah. It's the same way. When we say like uh, you teller. play on the fear of someone, mm. right? there's another term that I, I often hear in, in the industry, aspirational. Yes, big yeah. word. <laughs> you know? mm. Because we want you to feel good about yourself and what you can achieve. No, no, you don't. No, my you brand. Don't. You know, you want the person to feel bad about themselves, and therefore what we our well, you brand can go that way. Here. You can go no, that but way. That's all it is. That's all it no, is. No, 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 no. You but, can you go know. that way. Uh, no, the, actually, uh, it happens. It depends on on where you're coming from. Like you entered into the uh, you entered into the uh, Yasmin script, uh, and you said fear, and I and I yeah. said to you, no, it's not fear. It's actually identification. You identify with a child. You identify with the ritual. You identify with the crowd, and then you identify with Malaysia. But we cannot. Yes. like, we cannot. Yeah, take but, away but all of it's gone. That, that, yeah. That's the point of what Yasmin was doing. All of this was great and exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Now it's but that's gone. not fear. It doesn't start fear. It starts with a romantic something romantic nostalgia. Yeah, and I think, it's gone. Okay, so I think both <laughs> points are, are valid because uh, Cam's feelings towards or, or what he got from it, I think it's very valid. It's based on issues he's facing in his life. Yeah, but I feel like because <laughs> the objective of the ad was to show um, a slice of life and a slice of very uh, a slice of a very Malaysian life. No, and and uh, yeah, because it's, it's not the usual. It's not the usual. You know, uh, yeah, uh, RTM type uh, point of view. Oh yeah, yeah I feel like it, it kind of um, the objective was perhaps to build um, a Malaysian sense of pride yes. for a Malaysian yes, you're brand. Right. Yep. You know? So yep. I feel like whatever, like yes, uh, I like I like Vernon's words. He used like seduction, the first seduction and the second seduction. <laughs> yeah, it is I what it all is. That is. True. Yeah, I think all that is true. Those are those are tactics, right? It's the same as mm -hmm. me. This is how I'm going to set up this punchline. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. But. And when I tell the punchline, uh, maybe all everybody will laugh. But Cam is there going like, "Oh, this makes me angry." Yeah, and he's I being think cynical. it's valid too. Mm, yeah, it's it, well, it's valid to him. Yeah, yeah. But if it makes me buy my, <laughs> buy your product, not the Jen Han, we got to wrap up. But I want to ask you one, one yeah. last question. So uh, Instagram, right? Mm. Instagram is a collage of images. Now uh, you see, this is where uh, it's uh, it's so clear. You are from the previous generation because oh. now it's all about TikTok, baby. Okay, so <laughs> TikToks are short. They can be, they're getting longer and longer, but... Yeah, you, yeah, actually. Um, but it's also not about the... You don't just do one TikTok. You know what I mean? Like with back in yeah. the Yasmin's, it was one advert. Yeah. You, you, you want to do a, a... Now you're doing, let's say... If, okay, let's say even if it's Instagram or TikTok, right? Or, or it's not... If... Uh, that is advertising, right? When you use a key opinion leader, KOL, or an influencer, those are advertising in its own way. And now you don't just make one 90 seconds TVC, you make 12 one-minute um, yep. small yep. little ads. Yep. I think that's, that's um, something that for sure happens where I feel... Uh, we are struggling to keep up as an industry is the functions or like how to use 
the platforms the best, right? Because a simple, a simple, a simple uh, way to see this is like, say on Instagram, if you posted three times a week, you will feel like, oh man, I've had a busy week. Like my Instagram is busy. Mm-hmm. But on TikTok, three posts a week is like, oh, what happened? You busy this week? Ah? You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's very different. Yes. Because of the way the content is being consumed on the platform. But I've, I have dipped my toes into TikTok and done a few, you know, hours long sessions. <laughs> and, and the emotional roller coaster is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're up and you're down, like tears in my eyes, and then ha 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 ha, and then that's rubbish. Next. Um, <clears throat> and it's like bang, bang, bang. Um, it's literally channel surfing. Yeah. But you get to watch the entire show before you before you flip the next channel. It's just that short. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So emotions are still, you know, they're up for grabs. They are. They always are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll move on though. Move on. So um, we come to the last part of the show, uh, recommendations, where we recommend something that we think might be of interest. And Kwa Jin Han goes first. Oh, recommendation. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, this is a recommendation that's dedicated to Cam because you were talking about emotional manipulation, but I think everyone should also look this up. It is a Thai commercial from Thailand. It's called Smoking Kid. It's an anti-smoking ad. Uh, it's called Smoking Kid. And uh, would you like me to kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah? So it was a smoking cam- anti-smoking campaign. They got um, two... Two kids, like maybe five, six years old kids, walking up to adults and then pulling out a cigarette and say, "Can I have a light?" <laughs> yeah. And adults started becoming like, oh, "Aren't you too young?" Like, and they start saying the things that they should be telling themselves, mm-hmm. right? And then like uh, the kid just leaves by passing this ad- the adults, um, like a piece of a leaflet, a leaflet. I think this was maybe in two thousand two thousands or two thousand tens. I remember this because it's so powerful. You don't smoke, right? Yeah. You don't smoke. Uh, What, Jen Han? Yeah. No. Yeah, so it doesn't work on him. Doesn't need to be worked on him. But Thai Thai TV ads are the best. I kind of feel also when I'm watching Thai TV ads that everybody, the whole audience are on the same page. Yeah. Culturally. Mm -hmm. uh, The starting point. Whereas with, I mean, back in the day when there used to be TV ads, there was a sort of, breakdown of the Malaysian audience and... Yeah, they always will be we're very fragmented. Yeah. yeah. Highly fragmented. People yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but a TV, see a Thai TV ad like that, like where it's, it's uh, if you are able to tap into something universal, like the image of five-year-olds asking you for a light, that is a very scary image regardless of language, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, of one that was done for a charity uh, in the UK. And it had a, this is back in the 80s, a boy going into a toilet, public toilet, mm-hmm. and drinking from the mm. toilet bowl. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this was saying, this is the kind of water that people drink in Africa every day. Please donate All right. to this thing. And it caused a real hoo-ha because people were asking like, did you make that child really drink from the toilet bowl? <laughs> Um, but it was so visceral. It's, you could yeah. feel the, the filth. Of, you know, it really yeah. kind of worked. So yeah, it's called Smoking Kid. Um, I, I, I'm sure it's available on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vernon. Well, since since we're on uh, advertising and and uh, I don't know whether Jen, Huan, Jen Han has, but uh, the, the, one of the first books I ever bought when I went into the industry was Confessions of an Advertising Man or an Ad Man or something by David Ogilvy. And mm-hmm. uh, for me, that was quite an eye-opening uh, 
tail of what the industry really comprised of. Um, and it gave me an insight into the battlefront that is advertising, um, mm. where you are trying to win hearts and minds. So if you haven't read it yet, Jenhan, perhaps maybe you might want to look for it. Uh, and anybody else? Yeah, I think it's it's a it is available. Yeah, it's no, a it's a legend. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was written before I was born, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, in the sixties. Um, yeah. But he somehow managed to kind of like yeah. Uh, outline of the industry as such. Whether or not it has changed, I don't think so because it's still about brand building and working yeah. within, you know, across the, the creative suits divide kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that would be my uh, recommendation. Uh, that's Dave, David Ogilvy's yeah. uh, Confessions of a... An ad man or something, or an advertising ad man, man, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of going back in time, my recommendation is Mad Men. Um, oh, the series. The series. Which is based on uh, advertising, man, yeah. Set in the advertising world. And it's it's yep. uh, one of the most glorious <laughs> bits of television. Uh, again, uh, Jen Hart, I'll text you later what, okay. what I mean, what television means. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, and I think one of the best, the, on, the, the only, the, but absolutely the best um, discussion about advertising. Because uh, it's set in an age of... The 60s, uh, yeah. The 60s, Cons- uh, consumer consumption, mm. uh, which was very similar to the 1990s when you had an explosion in Malaysia, in Malaysia of the yeah. middle class. Correct. Because when I first came back to Malaysia in 1990, I was watching someone's show reel, and like the year before, 1989, they were still advertising uh, uh, clothes washing soap to to be used for washing your clothes in the river. Mm. Um. You know, people still washing their clothes in the laundry bars in 1989. Yeah, and about by the end of the 1990s, it was a totally different proposition. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Mad Men, I think, is um, is fantastic, and uh, the, the the lead character Don Draper. So, Kwa Jen Han is the Don Draper of Malaysia. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 isn't Don Draper uh, a suit? Was he? Oh no, no, he's the cre- he is the, the creator. Creative? Oh yeah, he's sort of like a. Legendary. You know, I never really watched it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Just talking I about should, it makes me yeah. want to watch it again. It's so yeah, okay. Good. I'll go and watch it. Uh, I heard a lot uh, about it, but it just felt like oh, I know that world. So <laughs> no, but then it'll 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 retell. It'll, it'll trigger me. When is looking for some escapism? <laughs> yeah, yeah. His real life played out by yeah. by John Hamm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not just it's not just advertising. I mean, it just uses advertising as a vehicle to be able to talk about. Right. Yeah, it was the changes that they went through in that consumer boom. Yeah. Society changes, social yeah. changes, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, that brings us to the end of our um, advertising, advertising theme. <laughs> uh, I must now call Time by Raymond Wheel. Uh, <laughs> you remember? You, yeah, yeah, old yeah. timers will remember that one. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, well, so I want to thank um, our special guest here, uh, Kwa Jen Han. Thank you very much. I uh, hope uh, the listeners will enjoy the advertising that's coming uh, right after this program. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, John Han, you got any uh, stand-up shows coming up or anything that you want to tell us about? Um, no, but I am working towards uh, uh, staging my own show again in next year. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at middle of the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't let advertising steal you away from what you do really well. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Fortunately, like they they afford me a lot of freedom, so like Fantastic. I get to perform as well. But yeah, I am do, looking forward to staging my own show. 
Do you invite your clients to see you on stage? Oh, no. But uh, recently I had a show and it was the first time my my agency came to watch. The, everyone came. And, and I was very happy because it was the first time watching stand-up comedy, not just for the agency, but for a lot of my colleagues who mm. are in their 20s and they've never seen a live stand-up comedy show. So that mm. was a really nice experience. Yeah, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. New audience, uh, we need that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I just... Uh, didn't tell them that my entire set was all about the confusing world of advertising. <laughs> all about them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, I'd like to thank Vernon Adrian Amon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. Lovely. And myself, Cap Raslan. And please join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.